You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. Did you know that every time that I say that in a pause, I like dance and I look at the microphone? You probably can't tell. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> um, today I just have a small announcement, which is that we're, uh, we're taking two weeks off. And not because of my concussions or any bodily injuries of any kind, just because it's the holidays. And like... The day that we release, the next release after this one will be yeah, the next release after this one will be Christmas, and then the next release after that would be New Year's Day. So yeah. it seems like a good idea for us to take a little holiday break, and then we'll be back on January eighth with the next episode, which will be Chapter seventy three. Today we're doing seventy one and seventy two. So woo, woo, yeah, I know, It'd be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone has a wonderful holiday. Just one. <laughs> Just yeah, the one holiday. <laughs> At the end of winter, we just ima- we combine all of our holidays into one, right? <laughs> one massive holiday. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we're taking a little holiday break. That's all I wanted to say. But don't worry, we'll be back in January, barring any unforeseen uh, concussions, laryngitis, or concussions. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's always me. <laughs> Everything's fine. Anyway, today we're discussing uh, seventy-one and seventy-two. We're gonna do our summary and then a little discussion and spoiler discussion, like we always do every time. Yay. These episodes, these these chapters are also kind of a roller coaster, just like last time. <laughs> mm-hmm. But there's there's more humor in these. Last time, the last few episodes, I felt like they were so such like downers. <laughs> I mm-hmm. feel like, um, but this time there's some good there's some good stuff. But yeah, yeah. a little emotional whiplash. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, well, this one has more emotional whiplash, but there'll be more <laughs> humor in between, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> Chapter 71 opens at school. Great teacher Mayuko tells Yuki that his mother had to postpone their parent-teacher conference, and it turns out that he didn't know. She didn't tell you, she asks. And Yuki looks down and apologizes for her sm- his mother's selfishness. Mayuko looks concerned, and then kind of sighs and pats his shoulder and assures a sad-looking Yuki that it's no problem, and they part. Tora comes around the corner and runs into Yuki. He tells her about his mother rearranging the conference, but it's cause for celebration that she's coming at all, I guess, he says. As some Prince Yuki fangirls watch on in jealousy, they <laughs> talk about the conferences and Toru asks Yuki if he plans to go to college, and he says, expression dark, uh, yeah, I guess I'd like to. Toru remembers Akito's words from the beach, in the end they'll all come back to me, always remaining the same. The parent-teacher conferences are for you to think about your own path, your own future, so, so you can please do your best, she says. I won't be afraid, she thinks, and remembers Akito's words, stay out of it. Toru grimaces and says, I, I'll do my best not to stay out of it. And Yuki is like, huh? <laughs> Inside the meeting room slash conference room, we see Uo's parent-teacher conference. She says that for now she'd like to work after graduating. She's worried about having just her dad's income. He's like, hey, Maiko asks if she would like any job in particular. And Uo remembers a conversation with Toru who says it would be great for her to become a model. Well then, let's say I want to become a model, Uo says, and Maiko is like, maybe you should think it over a bit first. We also see Hana's parent-teacher conference with her mom. For now, I wonder if I could graduate, she says, looking thoughtful, and her mom is like, hang in there, Saki-chan, and Maiko is like, well, that depends on how much work you put into it, Hanajima. I like that we get to see their parent-teacher conferences. Yeah. <laughs> Later in the hallway, all the girls are all riled up. Did you see? I saw, I saw. Is it really her father? He could be. Mai-chan sensei might fall in love with him, they say. And of course they're talking about Shigure, who we see walking down the hallway with Toru in a suit. <laughs> they meet with Maiko in the hall, and as Shigure predicted and desired, Maiko's face turns into one of utter annoyance and disgust when she realizes that he's come for Toru's parent-teacher conference. He clenches his fist in victory. 
<laughs> her face is amazing. Like, I <laughs> Disgust and annoyance is the only thing I could think of, but it's actually amazing. <laughs> in the end, they, they end up seated inside the office, and Mayuko says that she knew that Toru was living with Soma-san, as she calls him, but didn't realize that he'd be filling in for her grandfather for this parent-teacher conference. Thank you for taking time of your busy schedule. You're a man overflowing with generosity, aren't you? Mayuko says to Shigure, smiling in an overly fake and pleasant way, and he replies in kind, Ah, not at all. I only did what anyone else would do. <laughs> There's like sparkles around their dialogue bubbles and everything. <laughs> so good. Toru thinks, what is this? For some reason, I feel like a cold wind is blowing. <laughs> well, let's begin, Mayuko says, snapping Toru back. You wanted to get a job, right, Honda? She asks, and Toru says yes. Maiko asks if she really doesn't want to go to, on to college and mentions there are scholarships available, you know, and there's still time for her if she wants to do that. Toru remembers Kyo saying, you're probably really worried about your future. No, she says. It's fine. I want to work once I've safely graduated from high school. After all. Toru trails off, remembering her mother hugging her and smiling and thinks, that was the last promise I was able to make to mom. Maiko asks, after you graduate, are you, you're planning to leave Soma-san's house, right? Shigure and Toru's faces are shown kind of in shadow, and Toru thinks of a hallway in a house, kind of a splotchy texture crowding in. Yes, she answers after a moment with a smile. If you'd like, why not be my bride? Shigure asks, and Toru's like, eh, and Maiko face palms. He goes on to say that he's already 28, and people keep telling him to settle down, and they turn the fake smiles on again, and Maiko says, a proposal is a very important thing to a woman, you shouldn't say it so lightly. Maybe it's because you're like that that you can't get married. Sensei, are you the type who's still dreaming about being proposed to? Maybe it's because you're like that, that you, you're you letting your years of marriageable age pass you by. <laughs> Toru again thinks, ah, oh, for some reason there are ice crystals blowing in. <laughs> <laughs> Honda Maiko says again, snapping her, snapping her back again. For now, we'll work with the idea of you getting a job, but there's still time for you to change your mind. So think carefully. Yes, please regard me kindly, Toru says, and Maiko adds with a soft smile. Honda, don't take on too many burdens, okay? Toru replies, yes, albeit in a, a bit confused. They conclude their meeting and Shigure asks um, Toru to head out so that he can talk to Sensei alone. And we're treated to a chibi panel of Maiko grimacing and Toru <laughs> says, ah, um, but the ice crystals! And Shigure is like, whatever are you talking about, Toru-kun? Outside the room, all the other girls are trying to eavesdrop and Toru walks away thinking, come to think of it, how did Shigure-san know that Sensei is single? <laughs> I'm a little anxious, she thinks, and she thinks of Maiko telling her not to take on too many burdens. I wonder what she meant by that. I don't really understand. Toru imagines the same hallway again. The door at the end of the hallway seems to be, like, slightly more open, like, slightly open slightly wider, and it's still covered in stark texture. What is this leaning feeling, she thinks, and then we see that she's actually physically leaning in the hallway at school. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the room with Sh- where Shigure and Maiko are meeting, they talk. Seeing you act like a teacher, I think maybe I've fallen in love with you again, he says. And they exchange sass. Maiko tells him to cut the crap, sasses him for wearing Hattori's suit. And much to Maiko, Shigure, and Shigure says, If you and Hasan get married, I'll be related to you after all. And then we see Maiko's reaction of despair. I really shouldn't have made advances on you. Things would never have worked out between us, Shigure adds. With, and with eyes full of anger, Maiko replies, Well, I'm glad we're in agreement. Also, that's like half of their sass exchange, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> I just cut the best parts. Cut to the best parts. Once this exchange is done, Mayako adds, there's something I want to tell you about Honda. You need to take a little better care of her. As humble as she is, she's the type who might shoulder everything. I don't know how much you know that would lead you to say that, Shigure says, but I've been told that by a relative as well. And Shigure remembers the other day when Rin visited him at home. So it's actually the same. I looked at their outfits, and I think it's the same as in the last chapter that we saw. Mm-hmm. 
She sits back to back against his office chair. That girl, Rin says in the memory, was hurt on her cheek. Something really did happen at Summer House, didn't it? Akito just scratched her, Shigeru says. To you, Gurini, are people like that girl just things? Like those fallen books? Like scrap paper? Rin asks. In the present, Shigeru tells Maiko, even though it might not seem like it, I'm handling Toru with closer care than I've given anyone else before. That doesn't mean much coming from you, she says. And he crosses his arms and huffs. Ha, whatever could you mean? With my personality, you'd be a fool to expect anymore. Besides, that's not even my job, is it? That's low even coming from you, Maiko replies. You don't even treat the people you claim to like as human beings. And Shigeru smiles a dark, kind of resigned-looking smile. Pondo, please don't let it, please don't discover his true nature, Maiko says, looking away, and Shigeru grumps. Hey, you make it sound like I'm evil incarnate. <laughs> Later in the day at home, Kyotoru and Yuki sit down for dinner. Kyo asks how the conference went, and Toru says it was fine, though there were a few ice crystals, and of course Yuki's like, what is she talking about? <laughs> they talk about how all the girls thought that Shigeru was cute, and that they'll probably soon over Shisho tomorrow as well. Shigeru arrives home late. He says, because he tried to return to Tori's suit, and Tori was like, I don't want it anymore, burn it. So Shigeru kept it. Like how he, he comes in, like, with his, like, suit all, like, half open and disheveled and, like, rubbing his hair, and Kyo's like, mm-hmm. did a drunk wander into our house by mistake? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a lot of sass in this chapter, yeah. but there was a lot of dialogue, so I had to cut it down a lot. Yeah. I highly encourage everyone to read this chapter <laughs> and enjoy the sass on their own. There's, like, even more sass in this conversation, too, and but it kind of fades out. Mm-hmm. And then in the background, we see on the next page, we see Toru kind of looking down, sadly, face darkened. At school the next day, Toru, Uo, and Hana clean up. Well, Uo and Hana are cleaning up because Uo calls to Toru and snaps her out of her thoughts. She's holding the broom like up in the air still. <laughs> they ask if she's worried about something, and Hana says that she feels swirling waves. I can ask this when I think about the future, Toru says. And then we see her thoughts. It's a chaotic, dark panel with these like negative images in the negative of her mother with her face bandaged. And we see two people that look like students and another person with short hair who I think might be Kyo. It's kind of hard to tell. It's from behind. And we see this thought, her Toru's thoughts and narration over it. No, it's not as simple as that. The truth lies much deeper. There's also a panel. The next panel is of Toru looking down, hands clenched tight around the broom handle. It's still not touching the floor, but it's the right direction. And then we see the box with the tightly closed lid at the bottom of the panel. Doesn't everybody? Uo asks. Even I get anxious. Like, I get this jittery feeling down my back, you know? And my dad tells me I need to think about it, quote-unquote, more seriously. I, too, was told to please graduate. Hana adds, and Uo is like, way to set the bar low. (laughs) But in your case, Toru, don't think too hard about it, Uo says, and then pats her head. If you lose yourself in your worries, you waste the now. I'm worried about you. Toru remembers Shigeru telling her to think about what she can do now, what she can do today. And Toru smiles and clutches the broom handle to her chest. Yes, you're right. It's like Soman. Soman, is that a joke? Uo asks <laughs> Toru, explains about the Soman, eating Soman. You need to have spend time to eat Soman together. She apologizes for complaining and thanks them with a big smile. Hana says she doesn't need to thank them. All we did was return the favor that you always do for us. And in the background, Uo's like, geez, Hana, way to steal the credit. Because <laughs> Uo was the one who was patting her head and giving her the advice. <laughs> Who also says not to trust the writer, as she calls Shigeru, and Hana adds, he's twisted. And Toru's like, it's alright, Shigeru-san is a very nice person. And they think, well, if she trusts him that much, he must have some very tiny pangs of conscience. <laughs> they see Shisho walking by with Kyo, and Toru explains who he is. They don't look very alike, Uo says, but he's pretty handsome, Hana says, and Toru and Uo are shocked, and she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Meanwhile, 
In Kyo's parent-teacher conference, Maiko asks about his what his future outlook is, and he struggles to answer. It is rather hard to picture him as a college student, a member of society, Shisho says with a smile, and Maiko chuckles and says, that's true, while Kyo is like, what? Outside in the hall, Kyo asks, you're not going to say anything to Shisho? Adults have no right to deprive their deprive children of their free will, do they? But I think they do have the right to worry over them, Shisho says, and he tells Kyo to keep thinking about it. I want to know the answer that you give. Shisho starts to walk away, and Kyo says, I only have a little longer, only a little longer to be near her. Other than that, nothing comes to mind. He thinks, I want to be near her. That's the only outlook that I'm thinking about. And he thinks of Toru. Kyo suddenly stops a shoe from hitting his face, and Toru claps, and it turns out that the pitcher who threw the shoe was Uho, who's like, who do you think you are catching it like that? You're Kyo! <laughs> Kyo grabs at her, and they announce that they're coming over tonight. Um, uh, Toru says, blushing, today will you join us for a soman party? Kyo smiles a soft smile and thinks, no one will know my answer yet. Not until the day I graduate. Eh, Yuki says at home, Hanajima-san likes Shihan? And it turns out the gang is all in the kitchen, quote-unquote, helping Toru make dinner. <laughs> and Hana adds, but I'm nervous about having such a large child. Uo says it'll all work out and slaps Kyo on the back. And Kyo's like, wait, damn it, there's no way I want Hanajima to be my mom. And Shikuri is like, so you're all just ignoring Kasuma Dono's feelings then? And that's <laughs> the end of the chapter. <laughs> <sighs> so many feelings. I really enjoyed seeing Mayuko and Shigure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope everyone's ready for the next chapter because it, this is taking another, uh, like, an emotional slide down the, an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> there are some really adorable little chibi faces of the yes. gang right before, at the beginning of this volume, though. So that can, um, you know, lighten your heart 13? a bit before you get into the darkness. Yeah. It's like right before the first uh, chapter page. Oh, yeah, they are. Oh, they're really cute. <laughs> Yeah, if you, um, for those playing along at home who actually have, actually, I think it's both. Yeah, in both of the collector's edition and the old ones, where these two chapters span over two different volumes. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you have a, happen to have, we're reading the old Tokyo Pop version, of course. I think we said a long time ago. And so in, in there, there's a little chibi things of the main trio, which are adorable. You're right. There's also a drawing mm -hmm. of, um, Art or Ari and Mogeta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, there's a note in there that's translated today. It's also today. And I really <laughs> thought that was really funny when I was reading through this. <laughs> All right. Chapter 72 opens with Yuki calling his mother about the parent teacher conference. Their conversation isn't that important, but we see his narration slash thoughts. Even through the receiver, my mother's voice had the same chill it always had. And all the feelings from back then came flooding back to me. Those feelings of sinking of falling, of having all the colors sucked out of life. Yuki holds the phone away from his face and looks at it, and we hear the dial tone buzzing because his mother suddenly hung up on him at the end of their conversation. At school, later, it pours rain. Yuki stands outside and waits as a car pulls up, and we see his mother getting out of the car. He remembers a time as a child. We see baby, baby Yuki calling out to his mother, who faces away from him, clearly trying to ignore him talking to a maid. Mother, I want to go home, too. I hate it here. Akito only says scary things. I hate it. I want to go home. Take me with you, Mother. Mother, please. Please help me. Yuki looks up with wide, teary eyes, begging. His mother looks back over her shoulder, then reaches back and pats his head. Aren't you lucky, Yuki? She says. The head of the family likes you. Keep having him be your friend. See you later. In the present, Yuki's mother approaches, and Yuki coughs. In the hallway, Toru looks concerned after she passes a group of girls gossiping about Yuki and his parents coming. Then we cut to the meeting room, 
Yuki and his mother and Maiko all sit. Yuki's mother says that she wants to get this conference over with quickly. There's no need to go over things again. Maiko asks what she means by that, and she elaborates. He will go on to college. Of course, the places he will apply have been decided. It's already been decided that Yuki will stand at the top of the Soma family one day. It would be disgraceful if he didn't have a suitable academic background. And Yuki's surprised and angry about all of these things that his mother is saying, and says, Wait, how could you decide this on your own? Mother, you can't just assume things without asking me. His mother glares at him. I'm deciding for you. We can see that Yuki is overwhelmed. His eyes are dark. It's true, isn't it? She says. You can't decide things on your own, can you? You thought you could choose your own high school, and you pick this undistinguished place. My god, Yuki, you never- you really never had a worthwhile thought on your own, have you? If all you want to do is disobey me, then be quiet. If you don't get your act together soon, it will cause problems for me, too. All this time while she was saying things, Mayako was trying to interrupt her, and she's finally able to interrupt and say something. Miss Soma, please stop. Right now, you're striking your child with hurtful words. We see that Yuki is looking down. Yuki's mom continues to say these incredibly rude things to Maiko, like she asks. She describes the school as or undistinguished, and Maiko says she doesn't care about that. Yuki's mother also says, you're still single, correct? It's not easy having children. They can be so selfish like this boy. So while they have this argument, Yuki struggles internally. I have to say it. I have to put them into words, my own thoughts. Hurry, give them form. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Yuki's mother says, when we fought over whether or not he would apply to this school, he would sulk and give me the silent treatment. Yuki's eyes suddenly open, and he thinks, no, I didn't. Sudden realization starts to dawn on his face, and we see the aforementioned argument of him in the past. It looks like he's much younger, like he's in ele late elementary school. No, sorry, middle school. He says that he's always hated being with the Somas, and his mother says that he never said anything like that. And in this memory, he thinks about the past memory that we just saw when he asked her to take him away as a smaller child, and his eyes widen. Am I your tool? He asks. She doesn't respond, but she glares. So what are you saying? What if you are a tool? In the memory, she stands and says, exasperated, What on earth is your problem? Give me a break. I don't need any more idiots. Ayame is enough. She slaps Yuki. The head of the family likes you. What more do you need? And Yuki tears up in the memory, and in the present, he thinks, Against her, words are meaningless. They're powerless. She won't let them reach her. And then, they die. She's the one who made me think that I should never put my feelings into words again. Suddenly the door opens and fortunately Ayame arrives, brandishing a huge bouquet of roses. Yuki, <laughs> Mayuko, and Yuki and Ayame's mother are taken completely by surprise. Now, now, everyone. I apologize for making you wait. This business we call rain is truly a, prof a profoundly mysterious thing. After hindering my awakening, it did not even grant me the favor of allowing me to fix my hair. But there's no longer need for worry, Yuki. Ayame pats his head and he says, I, who am number one in affection for my younger brother... I'm now humbly arrived. <laughs> Yuki is like, what? And of course, his mother stands up and like demands to know what Ayame is doing here. But Ayame ignores her and says, these roses are for you, madam, and hands them to Mayuko. They're filled with the respect for the wonderful being that is the female teacher who guides my dear younger brother and whose fair visage inspires romantic fantasy. And Mayuko is like, yes, thank you. Now let us begin this conference forthwith, Ayame says, patting the table. <laughs> Ayame and Yuki's mother demands that he answer the question. Ayame looks over at her with kind of a i don't know his an upturned nose expression <laughs> i wonder if you'd be quiet mother we must discuss yuki's precious future it would be the height of foolishness to interrupt he sighs and says dear dear and kind of face palms as well although yami doesn't really touch his face he just kind of like rests his hand on his forehead as if he's exasperated you're <laughs> the one who's interrupting she says Ayami asks her not to shout because yuki and he are both delicate <laughs> and yuki thinks yuki wonders if his mother always disliked 
Ayame this much. And meanwhile, Maiko sniffs a rose and thinks Ayame-kun really has quite a presence. <laughs> Ayame and Yuki's mother yells at him and asks Ayame to stay out of Yuki's parent-teacher conference and wonders what's with him all of a sudden. You never cared about him before, she accuses him. Do you want him to turn into a good-for-nothing ingrate like you? That's not true, Yuki says. Nissan is reliable. I mean, he's outlandish in a lot of ways, but he's not good for nothing. <laughs> Ayame whips out his phone, and Yuki grabs his shoulder and says, Hold it, you're not reporting this to Adori. <laughs> <laughs> he says, Do not fret for I'm sending but a text message. Meanwhile, Yuki and Ayame's mother looks annoyed. Her face is covered in a darkened texture. There's a lot of use of, like, texture in these chapters, I noticed, when people are having these really, like, dark... It bounces back and forth, but it's. I feel like it's used in a way that really... You might only see part of their face, but you can kind of tell what they're feeling because of the use of the texture. Mm-hmm. When did you two get so... Yuki Noami's mother says, trailing off. My, my, does it show that we're brothers burning with love? Ayame asks, interrupting her. Did you not realize? Yuki, you see, has given us a chance to do things right, Ayame says. In respect to you as well, what was once nothing is beginning to change into something. Do you not see it? Right now? You were just like I was then, not realizing how much you've trampled on what's important, Ayame says. What? Yukiniyame's mother says, clenching her fist. I've never been so insulted. Who do you think you are lecturing me? You're talking to your mother. You don't know what I go through. If this is how you're going to treat me, I wish I hadn't given birth to either of you, she says and stomps out, slamming the door. Maiko stands up as if to talk to her and Ayame tells her to leave it be. I don't imagine that words would have any effect on her when she's angry, Ayame says, echoing what Yuki said earlier. Yuki looks down and remembers Toru telling him to do his best. He stands up suddenly and says, I'll be back, and goes out into the hall after his mother. He thanks Ayame for coming, and leaves. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ayame furiously taps a message to Toru on the phone. Just wait till you hear this, Tori-san, he says. And y- Maiko says, he's going to get mad at you again, you know? Anyway, I didn't think you'd make it. Ayame says that he heard from Shigure about the change in time. Oh man, not him again, Maiko says. Ayame says, not to worry, but thank you for your effort. My mother is an interesting person, is she not? She possesses the peculiar sensibility of liking money and social status, but it pains me to say that she is completely unable to adapt to my innate royal character. Maiko is like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is why all of my mother's hopes and dreams have become focused exclusively on Yuki, Ayame continues to explain, while the only feeling that she had for her hopeless, dreaming son was regret. Maiko smiles a soft and kind of sad smile and says, but he said you're reliable. Ayame smiles, a warm and happy smile, kind of like holding the phone to his face. We transition to the hallway where Yuki catches up with his mother. Wait, he says, and he reaches out to her. What, she says. I just want you to know the way things are going, you're ruining your life. This person, Yuki thinks, holding her shoulder. Was she always so small? Her shoulders are so thin. He has a memory again, or he remembers the same time that we saw earlier when he was younger, when she turned around and kind of like patted him and basically abandoned him at the house. When I was younger, she always seemed so big. Back then, when she abandoned me, she, when she threw me away, everything lost its color. I thought that everything was over. Yuki says to his mother, he t- Yuki takes his hand off of his mother's shoulder, and he says, I want to live in this world and be part of it. To do that, I know I'm going to have to put forth an effort, but I think that I'm ready to make that effort. The result might be something that you don't like, but I want it to be something that I can be proud of. So I don't want you to decide anything without asking me. I don't want you deciding my fate for me. Yuki's mother is surprised as he continues, I'll go to college, and as for where I'll apply, I'll think about that on my own. His mother doesn't say anything, she turns and walks away. Yuki sighs, and when he looks up again, he notices Toru coming around the corner. Toru looks concerned, 
Yuki looks exasperated, but suddenly, now from the student council, comes around the corner and calls for him. President, here you are. I've been looking for you all over. Come with me. Huh? Yuki says, turning to him. What, what is it now? Just hurry, he says. It's terrible. And we see Yuki looking back at Toru. He smiles and says, sorry, Hanasan, I have to go. She smiles after him, and we see them running away. Come back safely, she says. We see the narration. Even if the rain stops, the wind is unpleasantly cold and tells me that winter is coming. But the warmth in my heart is proof that there really is a light there. Proof that even though it's so small, it seems like it will go out with the slightest wind. It's definitely burning. During that narration, we see Toru take the ribbon that Yuki gave her out of her hair. She holds it to her, her chest. And then we also see his mother kind of outside looking up at the sky. We see Yuki, his eyes closed. Um, as he kind of finishes this narration. Commander! <laughs> you gotta be our commander, Kakadu says, holding a Yame who has found his way to the student council room, I guess. <laughs> you were born to be the commander of the school defense force. Wow, you're so cool, Kakadu says. Ha ha ha, Yame says, well, I can think of no reason why I shouldn't become your commander. Kimi stands in the background and says, really? Eyes wide. Hands brought up to her face in excitement. Now grimaces and says they've been like that for a while. He's your brother, isn't he, president? Please do something. I can't work like this, he says. Yeah, yeah, your brother is wonderful. Does he have a girlfriend? Kimi asks. <laughs> Matui arrives at that time and also doesn't say anything. Yuki wonders what he should do. Now you've done it, stupid brother, he says. At the end of the chapter, we see a panel of Maiko, who's on the phone with Hattori, using Ayame's cell phone. Hattori says, he's a handful, isn't he? Hattori-kun, Maiko says, I finally understand what you must go through. That's the end of the chapter. <laughs> I'm glad we even got a little student council in here. Yeah. Uh, what a roller coaster ride. Yeah. <laughs> I if that was happenstance or if Ayame was like, I should check out the student council that Yuki's in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's in the room. Like, they're all there. So it must have... <laughs> I can't imagine that it was happenstance. <laughs> Unless, like, I could also see Kakuro being like, um, I heard that Yuki's brother is here or whatever and, like, went to find him. Like, that's also <laughs> possible, I feel. I also like how Mayuko's on the phone with Hattori using Yami's cell phone at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, like, there's this conversation where there's, like, Uo and Hana, and also with Mayuko, and it seems like there's been a long time since we really saw them. I guess, like, because of the main, the most of the focus was on the, like, beach house and the Soma characters for the last couple of episodes, so mm. we haven't seen any non-Somas for a while, I feel like. Yeah. So it was nice to get some focus on them, too. Let's see, they're very uh, important. <laughs> parent-teacher conferences let's say that i wanted to become a model <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i like that the joke kyo made to toru like that she like went to uo as a serious <laughs> suggestion and she's like yeah that sounds cool sounds good <laughs> like oh my goes like maybe you should take this more seriously <laughs> or think about it some more or something i do like we, that we get to see their parent-teacher conferences too so. yeah i got honest just like maybe i could graduate <laughs> her mom was like you can do it saki <laughs> anyway would you like to uh start this discussion so i guess the like i mean there's kind of a general theme of the future in this chapter but kind of the two we focused on are toru's and yuki's yes and that's kind of a thing that's been growing a bit lately the whole idea of like the future and looking forward and stuff because we have the whole concept of the somas who like can't escape especially kyo right so we've had like stuff about them all kind of having extra anxiety about their parent-teacher conference because it's got subtext yeah. that the other kids don't have yes <laughs> yeah of course you're right and then also i mean Torres has some anxiety too because she she's been focused on this achieving this goal that she made this promise to her mother all this time but then beyond that i don't 
it seems like what it is is that beyond that she hasn't thought about you know more than that like she's just gonna get yeah. a job there's a scene where they uh, Maiko asks if she's going to be leaving Shigure's house and it causes her to have this like like a memory or like a thought of this a hallway and at first I thought it was Shigure's house but she remembers it again later mm-hmm. um, so I don't know like she remembers the same place when she leaves and this they're slightly different but it's still covered in this like same texture and stuff mm-hmm. it looks like Shigure's hallway but I don't know Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was like, like I'm not sure which specific building it's supposed to be, but I think it's kind of paralleling that, like we saw a flashback of like her like in the empty apartment yes. after she her mom died and she was moving out. Yeah, that's also what it reminded me of. I don't know if it's actually that place, but it mm-hmm. reminds me of that too. Yeah, it might be like maybe like a parallel, like maybe Shigure's house, but she's thinking of you know having to leave it in the same way she had to leave her mother's. It kind of made me think of the um. The bit in the new anime when she has the memory of, like, the doors closing. Yeah, that's true. It is kind of like that. Like, people leaving and the doors closing, like, yeah. suddenly. It's kind of, it has, it definitely has a prominent door featured in it as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where, like, it kind of opens, it changes, so. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just kind of a general, like, symbol of, like, fear of the unknown coming, like, after she graduates kind of idea. Mm-hmm. And something that she, I think from her reaction, seems like something she hasn't thought about yet yeah we also have the scene later of her with the the box like the same visual metaphor that we saw for yuki's issues and his anxiety mm-hmm. and it's in the same kind of context where they're all talking about the anxiety that they have about the future yeah i think it's funny we got the return of the laundry metaphor oh yeah in this chapter when we, we were just talking about it last episode when <laughs> yeah we were like when we were talking about, yuki, talking about yuki. yuki's whole yeah <laughs> Like look at the things right in front of you and get those done instead of focusing on all the, all the things you have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did get that again, and uh, it led to them coming over, which was, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was cute. <laughs> yeah, and also this little scene where Hattori is like, "Let's have a sewing party together to Kyo." Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's cute. Yeah, it's very sweet. But yeah, of course you're right. You're right in the sense that we saw the other um, like the Soma kids' anxiety. Of course, is completely different than like normal kids yeah. because they of the situation with the family and i think especially yuki so mm-hmm. we finally got some more background i think it's been building up for a while but we learned more about his mother and hit her like kind of like her deal mm-hmm. like when he realized that she was just using him to you know develop her status i guess within the family mm-hmm. and that all her focus with him is on making ensuring that he has the right kind of like credentials to maintain whatever that status is. Mm-hmm. I think Yuki's thing is interesting in this chapter because, uh, like, his is obviously, you know, a more extreme situation, has weird Soma stuff tied up with it. <laughs> yeah. But that basic idea of, like, parents, like, putting their, like, hopes and dreams on their kids and mm-hmm. being disappointed when they turn out different than that is, you know, okay. a thing that happens, like, all the time in real life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you also have this, like, um, you know, like, Shisho is presented as a contrast to that, where he's, like, he says, like, I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's he says that Kyo needs to decide for himself. Children need to decide for mm-hmm. themselves what they need to do, and but it's okay for parents to be concerned or, like, worried yeah. about what is they're going to decide. And he says that he wants to hear, you know, the answer from Kyo about what he wants to do when he graduates. Mm-hmm. And Kyo, he basically, like, swoops in and saves Kyo from having to be in, like, an awkward situation, I guess, with the mm-hmm. with the meeting, because Maiko's like, what do you want to do in the future? And he's kind of like, I don't 
he's never thought about it, I guess. Like, he assumes yeah. that he is going to get locked up, so. Yeah, he's like, I don't have a future. Yeah. And uh, she shows, like, well, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. he's a punk. Yeah, like, yeah, it, like, lightens the mood with the yeah. like, little joke thing. Yeah. When I was reading this, at first I thought that what he says, when he says, like, I want to spend time with her, like, at the end, I thought he was actually thinking that. And then I realized those are speech bubbles. Like, he's saying that. He says that to Shisho. Yeah, I'm not sure if Shisho is, like, still there when he's saying it or if yeah. he's kind of saying it to himself. But He says it out loud, though. Yeah, he definitely says it out loud. <laughs> and I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he's kind of far away. Like, you see, like, kind of the back of his head walking away. Yeah. <laughs> and then they throw a shoe at him, which is wonderful. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, like, you could, between the three of them, like, Uo and Hanus <laughs> conferences or whatever, I guess they're kind of yeah. standard, but then between Toru and Yeah, they're Yuki, more of a little gag, just to yeah. kind of, <laughs> instead of the whole thing, but... Toru and Yuki and Kyo's are interesting because not, I think none of the three of them have thought about what their future is beyond graduation because of various mm-hmm. reasons, like, yeah, Yuki's never been encouraged to do that, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, his mother thinks there's a plan that's laid out for him. And he's kind of actively working against it. Yeah, and he's been, like, emotionally trained, basically, to yes. not express any feelings or desires of his own. So. The things that his mother says were so frightening. Um, mm-hmm. where she's like, she's like, you never, you never, like, you, first, she completely denies everything that he ever told her. Um, and, like, has also sort of, like, constructed this, a meta, like, a constructed a story about him that he can't make decisions by himself. Mm-hmm. She's like, you've never been able to make any decisions by yourself. That's why you picked this shitty school. That's why you like don't know what you're doing with your life. Yeah, the bit like at the, the bit at the start of the conversation where like, you know, we've seen him like you know growing and developing over many many chapters now, and mm-hmm. you know becoming a more you know confident person. But like the mm-hmm. second he's in the room with his mother and she starts talking, he just like he cannot literally cannot get himself to say any, a word. Like mm-hmm. how he just kind of shuts down and like goes back to that childhood feeling of just powerlessness Mm -hmm. yeah he's like talking to himself he's like say it say it. you have to say something while they're arguing Mm -hmm. and Mayuko tries to send up for him which is nice um yeah but yeah we get a lot of Mayu being a good teacher in these chapters (laughs) Mayuko's a good person Mm -hmm. (laughs) no good person would date Shikari longer than three months or something (laughs) (laughs) I mean (laughs) yeah I do like all the bits with Mayu in this chapter we see she's very like you know, she doesn't understand everything that's going on. Mm. She can obviously pick up on kind of the, the subtleties of the subtleties and anxieties that are around each student and kind of mm-hmm. is able to reassure them in various ways. Like even at the very beginning when she's talking to Yuki about the conference being changed and mm-hmm. like obviously realizes that this is a, you know, uncomfortable thing for him. And, he, and she's mm-hmm. like, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. It'll be fine. Like, mm-hmm. It's nice to get more kind of, like, detail about Mayuko. Like, she... And we get to see all her reactions to all the kids' things, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I think you just said that, but... Like, mm-hmm. even Uo and Hana's, she's like... Yeah. <laughs> she's like, maybe you should think about it. And, like, way to, way to set the bar... Maybe set the bar higher. And, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she, like, encourages Toru... I mean, she's kind of aware of her situation. She's like, well, are you sure you don't want to do this? Like, are you sure that you... Mm-hmm. This is the end of your academic career? Like, we can... You know, it's not too late to do these things, like, as if, you know, I don't know, she has something in mind to kind of, like, help her out, which is nice. Yeah. And I have, like, she ends it and she's like, okay, we'll go with the, we'll go what with you're planning on doing right now, but it, there's still time to change your mind, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very nice. Yeah. 
She's a great teacher. They don't call her great teacher Maiko for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's interesting how in Yuki's parent-teacher conference, his mother was like, he is going to be in like a high position in the family someday. Mm-hmm. It's already been decided that Yuki will stand at the top of the Soma family someday or whatever she says. So yeah. does, she, does she think, does that imply to you that she thinks that he's going to be like head of the family or does that mean that she thinks that he's going to be like Akito's like Kareno, you know, one day or something? <laughs> yeah. I kind of, I feel like some of it is just her assumptions. Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't think anything's been promised. I think she's just like, oh, That's obviously he's going to, because he's, uh, he's close with the head of but the I family. Kinda, yeah, she's like, oh, he's favored by the head of the family, so obviously he's going to be in some important position. Yeah. I kind of wonder if she thinks, like, since Akito's, like, kind of sickly, if she thinks, like, well... <laughs> yeah. Obviously his favorite is going to, you know, take over after. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it seems like she has an idea that Yuki is going to be in some high-up position in the family. I also yeah. agree with you that I don't think that that's actually true, but... Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't really yeah, make think... sense, but... Yeah, she I think so. she has some illusions of... <laughs> <laughs> a grand destiny. High status, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like that. Which is interesting, because we haven't really... I, I don't know, we just haven't really heard that before. Mm-hmm. I feel like her motivation is very clearly established, both by, like, the things that she does, and Yuki's memories, and what Ayame says about her. Yeah. Like, Ayame says to his mother that... She, I mean, Ayame says to Maiko that his mother's motivated by... Like status and whatever. Mm-hmm. I love that line where it's like she likes, it's like she likes money and status, but she can't adapt to my innate royal character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like the other thing that's kind of revealed in that conversation is that um, Yuki and Yami's mother didn't think that they were close, and she's like, "Why did you get mm-hmm. so close?" As if she seems kind of annoyed by that. Like maybe she was purposely trying to keep them from getting close to each other. That's what it seems like to mm-hmm. me. I'm uh, interpreting that from yeah. what happened. Yeah. Well, I think she was probably I. She definitely would see Ayame as a bad influence, so she's probably <laughs> happy to encourage any like lack of interaction between them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it, we get the impression it's a pretty recent thing that Ayame has been trying to rebuild his relationship with Yuki. So mm-hmm. she obviously doesn't, you know, give a shit about her kids, so she doesn't yeah. pay that much attention. <laughs> yeah, she's only we've only seen her twice or something. This is like the second time. Yeah, this is the only we've time seen we've seen her. seen her face. I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, we've just seen, like, glimpses of her in the... Just in Yuki's memories, I think. Yeah. There's also, I mean, Yuki falls after her, and he's like, was she always this small? Which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, he has this realization about how different he is as a person and how different she is than he, what he thought. Yeah. I think it's another thing that shows, like, how little time they spend together, because he's, yeah. like, you know, he's taller than her, and obviously hadn't realized that until... Yeah, until they met this time. Yeah, which happens in high school. Yes. <laughs> taller than their parents sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, or sooner. <laughs> yeah. I think Yuki was a little bit short, though. <laughs> it looks like yeah. the last of uh, that memory that he has of her, it looks like he's in, well, it's when he was applying to high school, so he was in middle school, and he, you can tell that he looks kind of, like, his proportions are kind of small, even yeah. smaller than what we saw them when they were, like, freshmen in high school, or whatever, when mm-hmm. they first started high school. So, it seems like he he was a little kid. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, they probably haven't seen each other in a couple of years, you know, so... Mm-hmm. I just want to talk about Ayame a little yeah, bit. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. Coming into Yuki's conference. Oh yeah, we should talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But first of all, I think it's hilarious he did bring roses. <laughs> yes, a huge bouquet. Because he'd been asked. Yeah, because he'd been asking about that like many chapters ago. Because he was saying he was planning on doing on coming for the parent teacher conference. He's like, should I bring roses? <laughs> that was how he started the conversation. He's like, yeah. Can you bring a bouquet. Yuki's like, what? 
<laughs> and like am I was just like okay yeah whatever she's like these are nice <laughs> she smells them in that scene yeah <laughs> I mean she knows Ayame so she knows that he's gonna be yeah like his, his himself <laughs> yeah yeah it's, we got a little glimpse of them kind of being friends again yeah. in this chapter with yeah, like she seemed to be aware of his plan to come too, because she's yeah, like, "Oh, I didn't think you'd make it since we had to change the date." And mm-hmm. well, Maiko told no, he told Yuki before that he knew about the thing. So I think it, it mm-hmm. was the assumption, and there was like, wasn't there a little like cutaway or something that Maiko was like, "I didn't do it" or whatever. But I mean, it's obvious that she <laughs> told him. So yeah, but yeah, it's nice. It's like he kind of does the same thing with like Shisho making the joke that mm-hmm. kind of lightens the tension. He comes in and kind of breaks that, like powerless feeling that he was that yuki had with being overwhelmed by his mother there mm-hmm. and yuki stands up for him it gives him more confidence mm-hmm. too like he stands up for ayame so yeah yeah it's really cute both ways um mm-hmm. it's also funny to see like after we've seen his mother so like cool and harsh and unreasonable just how completely like almost unhinged she gets when ayame is in the <laughs> yes! room like <laughs> She's like, what are you doing here? Like, she yells at him and he ignores her. It's so great. <laughs> and also she has, like, really, you know, almost complete control over Yuki being yeah. able to speak. Like, not over what he does at this point. Um, but, like, just, she just kind of, it's just, she controls the whole conversation. And then when Ayame comes in, he takes over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she can't get a word in, which is great. And then she just, like, gives up and leaves, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um and then Yuki, of course, chases after her. But yeah, it's great that Yami yeah. comes in. He can really, yeah, she's like unhinged. That's <laughs> mm-hmm. like his like serious line where he's telling her that like, basically, we both have a chance to do better because Yuki's not holding a grudge against us, mm-hmm. and basically saying you better take that chance. Yeah. Well, and then <laughs> and then Yuki goes and chases after her and talks to her, and then she just like doesn't say anything and leaves. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that it's a good line for like Yuki's character because like. He says he really owes neither of them anything because they were both true. awful to him. He's, he doesn't owe them a second chance, but he's the kind of person who, you know, he is currently giving Ayame his second chance, and he doesn't think of it that way, but that's what he's doing. And, <laughs> yeah. And he's obviously willing to give his mother some kind of second chance, too, since she, he goes out there and tries to talk to her. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. So, like, he has this um, little memory of Toru being like, do your best or whatever, like... Mm-hmm. And she says that this parent-teacher conference is for him to decide what he wants to do. And I actually mm-hmm. think that's more about him. We've heard him kind of being worried about all these problems or things that he feels like he has to do. I feel like he's decided, yeah. like, this is the kind of person that he wants to be is this person. Like, he wants to be the kind of person mm-hmm. who's nice and has a relationship with his brother. And, like, wants yeah. to extend and, and try to, you know, like, not... Um, he wants to have control of his own life, but then he goes and tells his mother in a way that's, like very firm but not mean like i'm gonna do these things so it's kind of like he's made if he seems to me like he's made a decision about who he wants to be and he's just executing Mm -hmm. that you know (laughs) like yeah and we saw like um, a couple chapters ago when he was first having the anxiety about like there's all these things i need to do and i don't know which one to like prioritize you know we saw a glimpse of his mother in that like panel of all the things he yeah, his to-do list. Yes. Had to think about. So yeah, so here he's starting to work on part of that. Yeah, and Yame wasn't in that. He wasn't in that panel, but he was kind of in that sec, like in that that little scene. There was a panel of him mm-hmm. too. Yeah, but I think he's already acknowledged that he wants to have a better, try to have a better relationship with Yame. Like that mm-hmm. happened a long time ago, like even before the beach. Yeah. 
probably. Yeah, so. and they do have a pretty good relationship in this chapter. Clearly, like, <laughs> yeah. Even just even like just the bit when he's like stopping him from like sending a text to Hattori. That's a pretty like <laughs> friendly little like bickering like, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than like actively being angry at each other. Mm-hmm. Also, as a side note, I like to think that Hattori doesn't even have a phone that gets text messages. <laughs> like one of those like gross like text to voice. It's like this person sent you a text message. Yeah. Well, like the only time we've seen him on the phone has been like a landline. So. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I need to send him a text, and it's like a call. And Hattori picks yeah. it up, and it's like, "Ha, son, you will never guess what Yuki did, <laughs> or whatever." <laughs> Nobody remembers voice like to horrible text, screeching, probably. yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, that's my headcanon. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Tori didn't have one. Although they're all rich, so maybe he has a fancy phone. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. It seems like everybody except for the main trio has cell phones in this story. <laughs> like, Kakadu has one. How does he have a cell phone? <laughs> and the Yame had one before. Also, Yame's phone still has the little rat charm on it, which is also very like, yeah. early 2000s. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> like Mayuko's using all his minutes talking to Hidori. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yes, it's great that Ayame came in, and it's great. I love their. We can see Ayame and Yuki's development has progressed, and then that gets kind of like it like slaps their mom in the face too. <laughs> she, yeah. She expects that things are going a certain way, and that's not the reality. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. case of Yuki and with Ayame and Yuki, so. But yeah, okay. So can we talk about Toru's? Did we, we didn't talk mm-hmm. about her conference in detail yet. No, we just kind of touched on it when we were talking about all three. Okay. Yeah, Kyo's is the shortest, so we already kind of <laughs> talked about his. <laughs> well, all the interesting thing is after, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Toru. <laughs> yeah, Toru. It's, I just I think it's interesting because... I can't remember if I said this before, so I'm just going to say it again so that I can edit it in. But, mm-hmm. like, it's interesting that I think that all three of them, Yugi and Kyo and Toru, they... All their yeah no I did talk about this I was gonna say they all show they're all similar and that they kind of show like they're con- they haven't really thought that much about their future so when we look at like yeah. Toru's case what's happening is that she has focused on getting through high school because she was that was the last promise she made to her mother but she's never really thought about anything beyond that mm-hmm. and we did talk about the memory we spent a long time already talking about the memory that she had where or like whatever the thought or memory of leaving Shigure's house which yeah. is it's probably related she has all this anxiety we saw last time about people leaving her especially like kyo um when she visited her grandmother or her grandfather of course that triggered that feeling for her so that anxiety also came up during her um during her parent-teacher conference yeah like there's a lot of like you know you get like tourist kind of anxiety which comes up during and after the conference but a lot of the conference is about uh and mayu (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) so good i was so excited mm-hmm. <laughs> um but i like yeah the <laughs> Toru obviously has no idea what's going on but then yeah maiko and shigure are like oh it's so great of you to be here there's like super fake like mm-hmm. smiles and toru does her thing i love where she's like oh it was good but there are some ice crystals <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> yeah she does the thing her internal thoughts become her external yeah. thoughts both to shigure and to <laughs> yuki later yeah. <laughs> But they, um, Shigeru also, so Toru trails off. Like, actually the same thing happens that happens to all three of them, where they start to talk about the future, and then Toru kind of trails off. And then uh, Shigeru is like, Shigeru breaks the, uh, like, the moment by being like, so <laughs> what? why don't you just be my bride or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> so, so even though he was, 
I don't know. He was he was able to kind of help her not be in a to kind of break her out of what the thing that she was thinking yeah. about that was giving her anxiety. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because you can see him notice that. Because like when Maya says like after you graduate you're planning on leaving Somerset's house you get you have like the panel of Toru's face but you also see Shigeru kind of noticing mm-hmm. so like there's obviously some awareness of that being some anxiety around there. Yeah, well Shigeru is very perceptive. He uses his powers yeah. for evil and not good. But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, he he notices that she's not happy or she's having a mm-hmm. having some having some feels. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so he adds some levity. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought it was nice. Mayuko also was really kind to her, and she's like, another thing that she says is like, "Don't take on too much." And Toru's like, "I don't understand what she means by that." Yeah. <laughs> so much so that she leans over in the hallway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's like random students going like, "That girl is really leaning." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. The background students. On an unrelated note, all the background students um, are really funny in this, where they're all like yeah. swooning over Shigure and Shisho. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, they have Mayuko and Shigure have this conversation after Toru leaves, um, where it's mostly sass. But then, yeah. <laughs> Shigure, Mayuko says that he needs to take better care of Toru and make sure she doesn't take on too much. And he's like, I am taking good care of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, oh, we should talk about his expression. So I just kind of yeah. it as regretful. I don't know how you feel about it. I would like to hear what your impression is also. Yeah. I think I, I think I've talked about this a little bit before, but I think like Shigure does care about Toru, mm-hmm. but not enough to like let his other plans go by the wayside. Yeah. And so I think he does have some regret around the way he like feels like he has to yeah. treat her at times. And so this is like even even like the page before when Mayu first says tells him to take better care of her and he says like i don't know how much you know that would make you say that but someone's told me that someone else has told me that recently he looks right. a little like has that same kind of almost like almost regretful expression <laughs> it's like remorseful but like i'm gonna do yeah. what i want it's sort of it's like yeah, determined it's sort of and like, regretful <laughs> yeah it's sort of like it's like he's like i know i'm doing shitty things but but i need to for whatever reason. yeah yeah it's like i don't really want to but i have to <laughs> I was also really excited, and I forgot that we got to see what Rin and he, and he talked about mm-hmm. <laughs> in this because he has a he remembers Rin talking about it. So of course, I don't know what else they talked about when Rin couldn't have just gone there to be like, I saw that Toru was hurt. <laughs> like she must have they must have talked yeah. about something else. But that's the part yeah. that we saw the way they like the way they're like sitting and everything makes it look like this is like the end of a conversation. Like Maybe. they've been talking about something else, and with her like sitting behind his chair like that. Yeah, sitting back to back, which is kind of weird and interesting in and mm-hmm. of itself. Yeah. And Rin looks really upset, too. Like, she looked like mm-hmm. she was already kind of upset. So, I don't know, maybe he, maybe she talked to him about something else and something else happened. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I was just excited we got to see it. And it's also, yeah. it's nice. Rin is, we can see that Rin is, so for all her, like, trying to shun Toru, she still noticed that Toru was injured and brought it up to Shigure. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, she didn't ask her about it. And she didn't it's... ask, like, Yuki or Haru or anybody else. But. Mm-hmm. And we talked about uh, in the last discussion about how we were just starting to see like a little bit of a softer side to Rin mm-hmm. with the whole thing with Haru. And so this is showing like a little bit more because like even though she was like being really mean to Toru in all the times yes. they've met, this shows that she her expressing some concern for Toru. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with Yuki. It was like the same way she treats Yuki where mm-hmm. she's really mean to him. But then we saw in his memory that she did something nice for him or she well, she was protecting Haru, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, kind of Yuki at the same time. Yeah. I mean, 
he would benefit by not getting trouble as well, I guess. But mm-hmm. it's presented as her protecting horror, so. <laughs> yeah. But she cares about people, regardless, mm-hmm. including yes. her. So. Oh, I guess we could talk about student council. That's the last thing we haven't talked about, right? Probably. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a nice bit of just kind of showing another, like, it's a comedy bit at the <laughs> end, but the bit leading into it is kind of showing his, like, a little bit more of Yuki's growth as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's showing like he's got other, like, other commitments, other things he's doing. They also literally take him away from Toru. So mm-hmm. Toru comes to try to be, like, supportive of him. Mm-hmm. And we know that he has, he thought of her as someone that supports him in the last chapter, I think, when he was thinking mm-hmm. about Haru and her. So she comes to try to talk to him, but he gets dragged away to the mm-hmm. student council. So Yeah. I think but they both look happy, like, as yeah. they're going in the other directions. Like He smiles at her and she smiles at him. He smiles and says, like, sorry, I have to go. And she smiles and says, come back safe. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's very sweet. Yeah, it's a good moment. It's like dropping your kid off at, day- at like, a yeah. <laughs> summer camp. Where they're like, I'm excited. And you're like, okay, have a good time. Um, yeah. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> yeah, they, it's very sweet. It's a good moment. She's really mm-hmm. worried about him. She comes to check on him. But then, like, this other thing sort of takes him away but you know i don't know it seems like they yeah the way that you talk yeah. about it, it seems like they know how the other yeah. feels <laughs> yeah i think it's kind of like they both see that the other is doing okay at the moment yes like, or that yuki's doing okay yuki feels like he's yeah. doing okay and she notices that he's <laughs> doing okay i think it's about mm-hmm. it's about just about him <laughs> yeah it was nice mm-hmm. and then of course ayame yeah. shows up in the student council room <laughs> yeah it's like that we get the little like throwback to the ribbon yeah, that's right. Yuki and Toru. Oh, I really cute. To talk about that. Yes. Yeah, I see her. You see, you can see her wearing it every now and then in the series, which it's nice. is something I was that was cute. I'm like, oh, she's wearing that ribbon again. Uh-huh. So it's kind of cute for it to get a full, like you know, full panel close up kind of yeah. callback. So. It's like it's like almost a page. <laughs> she yeah. she takes it out and she holds it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, now Ayama is the commander of the uh, school defense force. <laughs> <laughs> is that above president? Like. <laughs> He can't compete with Yuki. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny that we have that because didn't we like in the first chapter where Yuki met Kakiru? Didn't he have like a panel where he's like, ah, he's just like him, yes. <laughs> like, comparing him to Ayame? Yes, so, definitely. It's kind of funny to see them meet and immediately get along. <laughs> yes, well, Kak- not even beyond get along. Kakiru is like, you yeah. need to be our leader. You know, <laughs> so good. <laughs> and Ayame's like, ha ha, of course. <laughs> yeah. I like Machi trying to like disappear into the wall before she gets dragged into this. <laughs> now I was like, get them out of here. I'm trying to do work, which is yeah. also hilarious. <laughs> disappear into the wall. Yeah. yeah, there's a little motion. I was looking to see what the little motion line is. It looks like she's like scooting away. Like, and yeah, her elbow is to, up. <laughs> looks like she like just arrived and is now trying to slide out of the room before. Like, yeah. There's a little empty stuff. Before like, anyone notices her. Trouble. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, never mind. I decided I don't want to be here. Yeah. Yes. It's the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, overall, I feel like we, we talked about everything <laughs> in detail. Yeah. But overall, <laughs> there's the kind of, like, themes. Oh, we forgot one small thing. Wait, no. I, I mean, one small thing that I also noticed is that they had uh, Yuki and Kyo and Toru, of course, like, ate together. And then Shigure came in and they had their little, like, bickering. And then that also was, you could see, I don't know, it's just nice to see Kyo sitting with them. Like, we always talk about yeah. it. <laughs> they had just a little scene where they had that. And Toru's mm-hmm. friends, too, I guess, come over for food. In the, yeah, the we end. see more and more of these just being, like, friendly, normal family scenes rather mm-hmm. than, like, turning into some tense argument or something, like we used to see at the beginning. 
Yeah, they're more, they like pick on each other, but mostly they pick on Shigure, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and they like tease each other, but it's not arguments, it's like teasing. Yeah. Yeah. Since we talked about all of them, I feel like the, we talked about this a little bit, but clearly like a theme in this is, I guess, like anxiety about the future. This has mm-hmm. been building up for the last couple of of chapters, I feel like, since the beach. Yeah, this is kind of like, like the natural conclusion of it. It's like, oh, everyone's having these like subtle anxieties regarding their future. And it's like, hey, now you have to go and officially talk about your future. <laughs> yeah, you just have to tell like your teacher that you see every yeah. day and your parents about all mm-hmm. your feelings. No big deal. But I guess like they're all sort of uh, linked together because they all kind of have the same the same issue or the same thing going on with their feelings where it's like they don't know about the future they ha- and they're still working it out. <laughs> and all of them yeah. are kind of like that. They're all like everybody mm-hmm. has that to a certain extent so yeah like feeling. all of them yeah yeah all of them had hadn't thought much farther ahead than like where they are now because they had various reasons not to so right or like to feel like they couldn't or shouldn't so right we didn't have any reveals about the curse we didn't have any other things that we normally talk about so just mm-hmm. about the kids this time they're like normal kid lives but how they're kind of they're so for most of them well, for Kyo and Yuki, is how their Soma situation affects them, and then also for Toru, how her her situation with her mother is still affecting her. Yeah, it's like, and her other Soma situation. <laughs> <laughs> I loved how Toru was like, I won't stay out of it, or whatever, also in that scene. Yeah. It was really yeah, great. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> like how Yuki is, like, still, still, like, huh? When she, like, says I know. Things, like, you think he'd be used to it by now. Yeah, he said that then, and then he also said that when she was, like, there were ice crystals, and he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Kyo doesn't say anything, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yuki's always trying to figure out what's going on. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's kind of his deal. <laughs> He's like, it's a part of my goal of understanding others. I will always ask mm-hmm. for more details. <laughs> yeah. You used to be in a gang, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is the... Tell me more. What did he say? It was so funny. <laughs> I can't remember the exact thing. He was just like, tell me more about the gang life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> He tries. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, I feel like we've discussed everything. Um, I have mm-hmm. some spoiler things, I think, that I want to chat with you about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Stick around with us if you want to talk about spoilers. Otherwise, we'll see you in, like, two week, two weeks. Three weeks? Three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See when you in the next year. Yeah, we'll see you in the new year. Hope everybody <laughs> has a great variety of holidays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be a good time. See you in 2020. We'll see you in 2020. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. I also dance when we do that, too. <laughs> Just so you know. I don't. <laughs> well, I haven't gotten a handle on the medium of podcast. I hope the dancing comes through my voice. I mean, <laughs> spoilers. Woo. <laughs> it's so exciting. <laughs> I feel like for as I feel like as much as these chapters had so many things it was it was kind of a weird like I think the actual chapter with Yuki's mom like the second chapter we read is pretty short like page wise there's a lot of dialogue mm-hmm. but I was looking at it and I was like this seems seems different than the others so I don't know I, I mean mm-hmm. that's my non-objective yeah. opinion my subjective opinion yeah. well there's not a lot of actual movement in that chapter like it's pretty much just like they go to the conference room and they have a conference <laughs> and then leaves. they go into the hallway so <laughs> you're right it's mostly yuki's memories like it was also mm-hmm. um they used 
the same there was a couple a chapter a couple chapters ago that had the same setup where it's like you i mean it's takai uses it a lot but it was exactly the same setup in which it was like yuki's memories and stuff that's that's mm-hmm. i feel like that's often used for yuki now it's kind of like yeah i feel like his character's He's... kind of contemplative style has been revealed over time <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's a very um internal person so <laughs> So he has a lot of thoughts going on on the inside all the time. Yeah, a lot of feelings. Mm-hmm. He does seem to be very um, introspective. Maybe it's just like part of his growth currently. Yeah. I mean, all of it is like yeah, addressing all it's... these built-up narratives that were part of his life that he's now be- realizing are like not real. Yeah, and like this chapter specifically is talking about how he's like always felt like it wasn't worth it to put his thoughts into words because mm-hmm. of how his mother just would completely ignore him. Yeah. But Toru and others encouraged him to do that, so. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have one specific spoiler that I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. Which is, in Toru's, after the conference, after the parent-teacher conference, she has, and she's mm. talking to Hana and Uo, there's that panel yeah. with all her, like, crazy, first of all, it's super chaotic, which is abnormal for Toru, I think. I think mm-hmm. even in the other times that we've seen her be sort of anxious, like the scene at the beach and whatever, it, we saw her, but we didn't see her thoughts like that, I feel like, where it's like a mm-hmm. bunch of things at the same time. But the thing that I noticed yeah, is that... Yeah, and it's very sketchy looking. You know, yes. Things, but, mm-hmm. I noticed that um, Kakeru and Komaki are there. Isn't that who the yeah, yeah. students are? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they got ties. Yeah, I didn't notice that until this read same. before. But... Yeah, I didn't re- pick up on that connection at all the first time I read this story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I probably wouldn't have noticed it, except I like was reading ahead a little bit in the next volume, and that's the f- and like toward the end of volume thirteen is the first time the idea that Kakiru and Toru have some connection has come up. Mm-hmm. Then when I was like flipping back through to take notes, I was like, oh, I think that's them. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them, and I because I I think later they like Toru actually has that like. Um, that memory and she stands mm-hmm. Komaki stands like almost exactly like that like so I, it reminded me yeah. of that and I was like mm-hmm. but at first I was like who are all these people oh like it took a second even when I was mm. reading through it this time <laughs> that's basically that was the only major spoiler that I noticed I mean there's a bunch of other stuff like like that connection won't be revealed until later I think like mm-hmm. more of Toru's anxieties are slowly going to be more revealed further and further mm-hmm. right? um, yeah yeah. Yeah, and we get some we get the first look of uh Rin actually being concerned for Toru, right. which become a thing for both of them later on. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like and ooh will become a model. I mean <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> actually I don't Biggest know. Spoiler of them all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Does it say in, uh, in a, another? another I don't know. <laughs> I haven't read all of Fresh and Other that's come out, so <laughs> it wasn't in the part that I read, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of good chapters in the rest. There's yeah. 13, so out of like 21 or 22. Yeah, I was yeah. like, when I was flipping ahead, I was like, oh, I like this this part. Oh, I like this part. Oh, I like this part. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like they were all like, I'm like, oh, these are all good good parts in this volume. You know, volume 12, um, I wouldn't have looked at it and said, like, I know there's something in there that I remember. But after reading all of it, it turned out to be really good. Like, mm-hmm. all of these chapters were really interesting. There's a lot of moving parts. People, we saw a lot of the characters' development, um, like, in the post-beach world that we're living in. So, <laughs> it was nice. Like, 
we got to see even more like Kagura, you know, mm -hmm. Yuki's continuing really rapid growth over the since realizing how how um, you know misguided he's been or whatever. All of his misconceptions that he wanted to address that he realized during the beach arc. Um, yeah. He's moving forward with them. So it was actually really exciting. I wasn't expecting anything. Um, I mean, I just, like I said, I don't, if I was like looking at these on the shelf, I wouldn't look at 12 and be like, oh, I really want to pick that one up and find some, and like, because I remember this one thing is in there, but now we know mm -hmm. it was great. <laughs> yeah. Like, for example, I look at, I look at Momiji's, like the volume six with the, true mm -hmm. form and i see the crack in the spine that's in there and i'm like that's a good one <laughs> i know that that's what, what happens in that volume but in this one i like i couldn't have said i couldn't have mentioned a thing that i remembered very strongly so mm -hmm. volume 12 says the world's most popular shoujo manga and then volume 13 says the number one manga in america really wow yep <laughs> yeah the number one manga in america really <laughs> well tokyo pop would know i guess yeah, they would never lie. As of, uh... <laughs> as of, I wonder when's the publishing date. It's probably in here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> April of 2006. <laughs> it's entirely possible. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the number one selling shoujo at that time, though. It's not like there was much competition yeah. in North American publishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, interesting. <laughs> I had no idea. Uh, is there any other, were there any other big spoilers? Probably not. Not really. It's all about people's kind of like weird, like preconceptions. Mm -hmm. Like, I definitely don't think that Yuki's actually slated for anything in the head of the family. I think that that was his just mom's conjecture. That's not... Yeah. I don't think it's ever revealed if it is that way or not, but I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that's just her. I did have some weird thought. I was like, I was like, I wonder if she knows that Akito is a girl and is like, well, obviously they, they're going to be married. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> we can write a uh, fanfic about that for sure. If that's yeah. not true. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe. I mean, she was like an adult when Akito was born, so it could be. Yeah, that she it's knows like that. I don't know how wide. Yeah, like I don't know how widely available the knowledge was to people who weren't directly. Because I mean, Ayame is old enough to know, and she was yeah, a Shiguri knows. So she was a mother of a zodiac at the time. Uh huh. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I mean, I assume but, like I could see her thinking like it's like obviously since Yuki <laughs> is being favored by the female head of the household. Yeah. <laughs> then someday he'll become the head of the household. Yes, like he's, he's like he'll be betrothed to them. Yeah, <laughs> affianced. <laughs> yes, <laughs> intended. <laughs> I was like, how did we understand this movie when we were children? <laughs> when I watched it again recently. <laughs> but then he's like, like one day you two will get to come be back. <laughs> yeah, betrothed and all. <laughs> <Be> what? <laughs> Gross, I can't marry her. <laughs> uh, it's so innocent. <laughs> anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's what she thinks. Mm -hmm. It's entirely possible. Yeah. I like how in denial she is too weird. She's just like ignoring Yuki, who's like begging her to take take him with her. And she's mm -hmm. like, well, that family likes you. Anyway, see you later. It's like, yeah. what the fuck, lady? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like the other one where she's just like, you've never once said you hated it there. Yeah, no. It's like, it's like I clearly said that many times. Like, yeah. I begged you to take me away as a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. If I yeah. had to put it in words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor sad baby Yuki. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder, I was like when um, there was a chapter with Kagura 
and um she was like oh nobody would get mad at you if you watch tv anymore to kyo and i'm always like oh yeah. kyo and then i see a thing with um with yuki and i'm like oh baby yuki like their lives are just mm-hmm. both so fucked up <laughs> yeah i mean i guess there was like a brief scene with the student council i think it's i think that that transition scene where yuki sees toro in the hallway is alluding to him like the student counselor are the people who really help him to grow the most. Like Toru's kind of mm-hmm. Toru is a person who's able to kind of like get him to a place where he can be a part of that and then continue to grow. So you have mm-hmm. this kind of like it's like this handoff scene where and like Toru yeah. takes the ribbon out of her hair. Like it's kind of symbolic of her being supportive of him and then the student council kind of taking him away, taking his attention away. And yeah, it's just showing. Like yeah, like he's not fully reliant on Toru as like yeah support an emotional him. support system anymore yeah he's got other people he can like he doesn't quite know that yet but that he can yeah. uh, like rely on and... ayame's there too in that scene too mm-hmm. so all of them are there yeah. <laughs> which is nice mm-hmm. yeah i thought i also didn't remember that scene and i thought it was a really nice transition that shows that um, mm-hmm. yeah because we keep having people saying like like, we had Haru in the last chapters being like, oh, that's a good thing for you with him talking about how he's not sure how the student council stuff is going to turn out and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, it's obviously a, yeah, a trend of that becoming a, a good th- a good thing for him and yeah, breaking out of his kind of old situation. It's nice because the, um, the next chapter is also about the student council, so I think we'll get to see some more of them, too. Yeah, the next chapter is a good uh, Yuki and Kakeru interaction <laughs> member color assignments yes yeah <laughs> yeah the next chapter is where like he and Kakiri really start to become buddies and so mm-hmm. and then we see him with more of the student council and other people at the end during the school trip too yes so. yeah that's true is that all the spoilers I think so okay well that's just great I mean <laughs> <laughs> well next time we're going to talk about chapter so actually we'll be we'll be off for two weeks Three weeks? Three weeks. <laughs> we'll be back in three weeks. And next time we're going to talk about chapter 73. And the episode after that, it'll be 74 and 75. It'll be a good time. Yay. All right, cool. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.